Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you as always this morning with Pastor Jim. How's it going? I'm doing well. Thank you. This is the afternoon uh, after the morning after the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, Tuesday. Tuesday right now, Tuesday afternoon, right? It's Tuesday. Yeah, we yeah. did what four podcasts. We did four podcasts. Morning yep, not for the church, for a friend, but yeah, yeah that was crazy to get through yeah. that many in the morning. So yeah. we needed a little bit of time to it's like recuperate. let's do another one. Like let's not let's let's wait <laughs> let's wait till Tuesday afternoon. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So, anyways, we're continuing our series on kingdom culture. Um, we've talked about it before, and we kind of took a precursor to it last week. But yeah. the first month we spent talking about time. How yeah. are you? How to live a, from a kingdom mindset? with yeah. your time. And the next month was spent with finances and everything that's got, that God has blessed yeah. you with. How do you yeah. live from a kingdom mindset and that? And now we get to the exciting part, yeah. which is the talents. Yeah. Why, why were you created yeah. and uh, what, why did God create you? Essentially? What's your purpose? Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just curious. Um, I think when you talk about money, that's a very heavy and deep topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talents, not maybe as much. So yeah. I'm curious what your kind of response was from when you didn't have a Thursday night service. So there was no like, yeah. let me preach this sermon, see how it goes. Right. And I had change no it complaints for Sunday. For Thursday night. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So uh, I just guess I want to hear your thoughts. Um, but before that, just really fast, just wanted to say it was awesome. The house was completely packed. Both right. services. Yeah. Um, why? Any idea why? I think the time change helps. Like Maybe, it, yeah. it makes you yeah. feel like it's not as early going to church. Because normally, what happens is, okay, first service is going to be packed, but right. nobody's going to come to second service because it feels like it's twelve thirty, and right. people just want to get on with their day. You know, yeah, when I so, saw the first service packed, I thought, well, it'll be a light right. service, but it wasn't. wasn't. It was yeah. the exact same thing again, second <laughs> yeah. service. So, okay, so now that we've talked about that. Let's just yeah. talk about then how 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 do you think it went? I, you know, I. I I think you're saying, you say, hey, let me talk to you about your time. People go, oh, you know, I, I'm misspending it. I know it. I'll get better. I'll, yeah. You know, what's that? You uh, Next week, I'll go back to normal is the lie that you tell yourself until the day you die as an yeah, adult. Yeah, as an adult. Yeah. yeah. And then you say, talk about money. And, and it can be quiet because, again, that kind of, it, it's kind of out of control. But when you say, right. so I want to help you learn you. I, w- I want to help you see uh, the beauty, the brilliance, the genius that God created inside of you to be revealed. I think most people want to do that, whether it's a personality test or a gifting test or a aptitude test. I mean, nobody's like afraid to see that, you know, what, what the results of that test is. Right. They want to know. Yeah. So, so we talk about saying, what's your passion, pain, proficiency? Self-analytical, everybody's safe. I can say, how'd you spend your money? And not everybody's safe. How do you spend right. your time? Not everybody's safe. But right. What do, you, what do you think God meant when he created you? What do you think yeah. he was He was trying to get you to see right. by giving you things different from the people around yeah. you? I think just about everybody enjoys that conversation. Right. So something that um, is, is cool with the live stream team is we're obviously up here. We're serving together. But um, when service ends, there's actually quite a bit of dialogue of just the sermon. Yeah. And uh, this week, I would say there's probably more dialogue than any because we have several... We, we get a lot of like younger people in, yeah. our, in our demographic, right? And we get a ton of, I, d- I have no clue what I want to do with my yeah. life, you know? And <laughs> I, I guess, why, why do you think there's so many people that have, like, I feel like almost everybody goes through that. There's not many people that are like five years old and they're like, I want to be yeah. a dentist. And then for the rest of their life, they want to yeah. be a dentist. Everybody wants to be a dentist. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I think it's because what God is often doing and preparing us to be who he created us to be. Yeah. The, the dots don't connect. They, they There's there's dots, but they don't form any picture. So you, you right. think biblically, you've got Moses, who's an orphan, who's adopted, who realizes later on in life that he's actually an Israelite, who 
murders a guy who runs off to Midian and marries a woman who becomes a shepherd and then God says, hey, guess what? All of these dots connect because you speak the language, you know the culture right. because you know what snakes not to eat you know, in the wilderness because you know where the watering holes are. Because All of these things that made no sense at all suddenly come together and he's, he's the ideal person prepared by God through passion, pain, and proficiency yeah. to be the deliverer, the, the prophet, you know, the, right. the exodus guy. For, and, and I think the same thing's true. It, if you'd asked Moses 10 minutes before he encountered a burning bush, what is your life all about? He'd probably say, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't until that conversation with God where all the right, all the dots came. Together. Everything makes sense all of a sudden. And, and even then, it was terrifying. It wasn't like, "Yay, this all makes sense." It's like, please ask somebody else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, yeah, he'd been beaten down enough by life that all those dots connecting was was pretty right. terrifying. You know? Would you say that somebody that feels comfortable is not living the, their their calling of what God wants them to do? Mm-hmm. Like if their if their life is comfortable, are they not? challenged enough like are they not yeah if we could take out the word comfortable and say satisfying if someone's yeah. sad like truly satisfied with their life i i think you can be in the center of god's will and be very satisfied right comfortable almost means like i i've arranged all the pieces on the board so that i don't suffer anything i'm not a there's no risk anywhere yeah everybody is safe then yeah i think that guy that that created it that created heaven on earth for just for himself is probably right. missing something but the yeah. person's like i'm I'm amongst the suffering and the poor and the, or, you right. know, the, the risk, the faith, the business. I, I give it all away once a month, I, whatever it is, and, yeah. and I'm really satisfied with that. I think that guy can be right in the center of God's will, whereas the person that kind of tries to create a rewarding, heaven-like experience on earth probably is missing something significant. Right, yeah. There's pain on earth. There's no way to get around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this world, you have tribulation. If you're not, then, you know. Maybe right. you're not the you that Jesus was talking to when he yeah. said you will have tribulation. Right. He's talking to the disciples. So what would you say? I, I think there's a lot of people out there just from having conversations, people saying like, I'm in my 40s and I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And I don't feel like I can even take the risk to do it because we've got the mortgage and we've got yeah. the kids. Like, what do you say to somebody like that that kind of has the golden handcuffs on yeah. and still doesn't feel like they really know what they were even created for and they're, ha- they're, they're that, like that midway point. Yeah, right. And and that is the midlife crisis. The midlife yeah. crisis is buy a Harley, get a girlfriend, right? you know, a uh, younger model or whatever, that kind yeah. of thing, because I just realized life wasn't satisfying. So you go back to all your first experiences, the first motorcycle, the first girlfriend, the first kiss, or, you know what I mean? And you try to relive something that isn't real. I, right. I think that, I think it's pretty common, but I would also say this, um, what do you say to that guy? I think it, it's... I, I would look at the Bible again and yeah. say, hey, Moses is pretty old when he gets it together. Sure. Uh, Abraham's old when he yeah. gets it together. <laughs> right. You know, there, there's a lot of people. I, we said it Sunday, you're never too young to be used by God. You're never too old to be used by God. And it's never too late to be used by God. Yeah. So, I mean, the thief on the cross, you know, we know him because he was used by God in the final minutes of his life before his right. legs were broken. He died of asphyxiation, you know, from crucifixion. But the thief on the cross has a, he's, he plays a very significant role in the gospel and that anybody at the last minute yeah. can can do what, what really we would call an extraordinarily poor uh, confession or profession right. of faith. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just remember me. Yeah, I, I ain't please. going, but when you're there, man, you know, please don't forget me. He's like, yeah, yeah today you're going, you know, to, to paradise. He's like, right. oh, so if that's available to this guy, it's right. available to me. So if you're still breathing, there's still a reason. And I, yeah. I would not. That's good. I would not let the circumstance, the size of the bill, the size of the mortgage, the size of the circumstance um, become in some way larger than the God who would lead you. Yeah. You know, uh, right. through something, out of something, into something. There's, you're just, 
I, I think that's a lie. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be very discouraging. I think it's what we tell ourselves when we're tired of dreaming because our dreams haven't come true. Sure. And I'm saying, you're 40? I mean, I'm 54 now. So 40? Like, come on. Right. Yes, there's all kinds of right. time. You're you, a kid. You can start all <laughs> over again. Yeah. yeah. I imagine the seven year olds telling him, yeah, 54 year old whippersnapper, right. you know, get right. off my lawn and dream, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Pastor Pat. Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I was listening to uh, um, a sermon actually from. Joel Houston, uh, Hillsong United. One of the, if if you're singing songs in a worship service on a Sunday morning, there's a good yeah. chance that he wrote one of them. Yeah. Um, who is now? He just turned forty, yeah. and it seems like in the last couple of years he's been in that season of I don't know what I want to do next. Basically, again, right. I don't know what what next is. And he had this sermon, and he said, "I felt like God told me today to just tell you guys, um, it's a really simple thought of just I'm still here." Yeah. And the idea that like. I don't know what's next in my life, but I, like you're just saying, like, I'm still breathing. So there must be a reason for me to be here. Yeah. And I think that's just really important that, um, God created every single one of us to do a task that only we were created to do and spend your life finding what that task is and do it. You know, like that's a really powerful thought that the creator of the universe created you to do something that he didn't create any other person for in the entire right. world. I was uniquely created to be my kid's father. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's crazy. And yeah. and they were an idea in his eye before I even met my wife. Yeah. And I was created to be their <laughs> dad before that yeah. happened. Like that's a really powerful thought, I yeah. think. It's amazing. Well, yeah. and, and that's the thing is he is playing, you know, we're, we're basically playing checkers. Yeah. And he's playing nine-dimensional Star Trek right. chess. Right. Yeah. He's he's moving pieces we don't see. Yeah. Orchestrating events to the to the the greatest good of mankind whom you know that, that he desperately loves. Sure. He's moving those pieces yeah. for our good. So and even the bad things, right? All things sure. work together for I good. mean, we should talk about that a little bit. Like just because God has a plan for your life, it doesn't mean it's a happy ending. Right. Yeah, sure. Look at all of the disciples that die of crucifixion and upside down and yeah. Um, boiled in oil right and to say like that's part of god's plan too yeah you know like there's a plan for everybody like you think about how many lives they changed and like literally they created like there's christ but then the religion that is christianity kind of comes from the movement that is started there so that's pretty yeah pretty crazy none of it was wasted you know how i mean one of the evidences of the resurrection of jesus christ when you say well the bible says it but nobody else says it well there are other people that say it there's historians that say and josephus and so forth but yeah some one of the great evidences is is if the guy had died and not come back then why were all these people going out dying right as well like one of the great evidences for the legitimacy of jesus having risen from the dead is his followers willingness to die absolutely you know, yeah. so it, it does become part of the legitimacy of the entire narrative that, that you know, God destined them to die because it was important, but it, he uses their death, if you will. It's mm-hmm. not in vain. It does serve yeah. a purpose. And I think, too, uh, you know, an eternal God views 50, 60, 70 years differently than yeah. a temporal being who says that's my entire life. Right. Well, he understands eternity. It really is not yeah. that long of a period of time. Right. You know, you think about yeah. the thousands of years, you know. Right. That life is. I heard somebody describe it the other day as uh, life is the dressing room of eternity. Yeah, where you're just kind of <clears throat> seeing how the clothes fit, and then once you die, is when life actually. It's when it actually starts. Begins. Eternal life. I mean, eternal life begins when you're born again, but right, yeah. life eternal, if you will, sure. begins the moment this body stops breathing. Yeah, you know, and it's, yeah, I, 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 I remember. Uh, talking to your grandmother years ago about life and death and how hard it was. And she said, oh, Jimmy, we put way too much value on this life. Yeah. And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, oh, it's just, 
this is just temporary. It's like this is not, you know, so yeah. if you're all concerned about all these eight things you're, you're kind of complaining about, can I tell you that like all eight of them don't matter a million years from now? Can right. You just, can you just get that perspective that the, all that's yeah. on your forehead, you know, in the prom picture this week, my life is terrible. Like you do really think that zip matters 10 years from now, let alone sure. 10 million years from now. Right. And yeah. And just the perspective of an older person sometimes helps a younger person. And so the perspective of, right. a, of an eternal person, yeah, you know, is very mm-hmm. different from, from ours. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the um, the homework that you gave yeah. everybody what are you passionate for the about? week. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like why it's kind of going to be a precursor for next week, but why yeah. did you give people the homework about what are you passionate about? Yeah, I, I think the more people take Sunday with them into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the better. We're not we're not discipling, if you will, from the, from the platform. Yeah. But, but we are trying to get deeper than informational stuff that comes and goes. So I felt something is nice, but I felt something I know something is better. I felt something I know something and it changed me. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we'd love to see. Now we're not saying we can we can mass disciple you know eight hundred adults on Sunday and four hundred kids on Sunday. That's yeah. That that isn't what Sunday is designed to do. That's the small group environment and different different environments we've created. But I, I think having that that challenge to take this from here and have that conversation on the way home. So what are you challenged about? You know, what, 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 are, yeah. you, what are you passionate about? What are you, right. I, it's so important because it gets us out of the, I heard the speech and I went home, Yeah. you know, versus I, I'm, something's being imparted to me and I'm digesting it. I think taking right. a, a big gulp of food and spitting it out when you walk out the door isn't yeah. nutritious. Taking a big gulp of food, chewing it for the rest of the right. week and swallowing it. That's, that's what that hope is. And I think that goes back to the conversation we were having with people on our live stream team was just like, what am I passionate about? Yeah. Like, I don't like doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> I'm doing it because I have to, to pay the bills. Yeah. But like, what really motivates me? You know, yeah. like what, what do I care about? And I think that that's a great path to figure out what you're supposed to do. Like yeah. what, what excites you? I remember back when the recession happened, um, I was only 18, so I, I wasn't really in the workforce or anything like that. Yeah. But I remember all these jobs were gone now yeah and it's like man there are so many opportunities but people are thinking i'm trying to find the next gm to hire me and right. it's like no that's not actually what you need to do yeah. like you love tennis and yeah. you're good at it yeah why don't you become a tennis coach and start training people literally do you remember that story yeah that, that's yeah. that's why i said yeah. that that's because I, I have the guy in my head yeah. of who it yeah. is and you know like um like i th- like a church would look differently if every single person that walked through the door was living God's calling on their life, yeah, would. you yeah. know, like, I think there'd be a lot of sermons that we wouldn't have to preach yes, if people, <laughs> if people were all living their calling on, on God's yeah. life. So, yeah. and obviously this isn't heaven and it's not hell. Um, so I don't think that that ever is going to happen, but I think just there's power whenever you get to a place where God, you know, for a fact, this yeah. is where I'm supposed to be. This is the season I'm supposed to be. We talked about it a little bit last week, but the, the grace that is on your life, yeah. Whenever that happens where it's like, man, that really shouldn't have worked, but yeah. it did because <laughs> yeah. I'm just supposed to be here. And I think yeah. you, you, you talked about it a little bit. I don't think on the podcast, but that song we've been singing, the goodness of God, like yeah. all my life, you've been faithful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just because you've been living in the, the will of God. Like God's yeah. always been good to you, to our family yeah. because you've just stayed in that, that center spot right. of where God has called us yeah. to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, all things work together for good. Um, you know, love him. You're called to coin his purposes that God's going to work all these things out and connect all these dots. But I, I think that 
there's just a, a peace and a joy of getting to be who you really are. Yeah. I, I'm, if I was, for example, I, I love talking to people. If my job was selling something I didn't believe in, the people I didn't know because I needed their money, yeah, I, it'd be very difficult, right, to get up right. every morning and, and care about that. I, yeah. It's almost like you'd I'm be excited about You'd be excited about sitting next to the person in the cubicle, and I can't wait to tell them the story. Yeah, or right. You wouldn't be excited <laughs> about the job part. Yeah. It, it's a, to take... A beautiful thing that God gave me and prostitute it for gain that I don't deserve. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I so I, I think I think I, we need to be careful because I say you know we say the GM job. I think some people, it, it's such an honorable thing to do an honest day's work and serve yeah. God in that in that workstation, right. whatever that job is. Yeah. Um, at the same time. You know, when I worked at GM, you go into a clean parking lot every morning, every night you go back up. People went out to the car to have quote unquote lunch. When you went out, there were thousands of liquor bottles, not, right. not dozens, thousands. There's probably yeah. 5,000 people that worked at the factory. There was in between beer bottles and fifths of whatever, the, the parking lot was sparkly littered with, with liquor bottles. Right. And that that's selling me something. It doesn't mean that everybody is supposed to be there. And some people are numbing the pain of being there by getting hammered like i would never want to buy a car built on a friday a monday during deer hunting season holiday (laughs) break or after lunch if i knew exactly when i I want it made on tuesday morning about 10 o'clock yeah you know what i mean with the day shift because the day shift's been there longest and that's when you want your car built because those people are probably still sober right you know but getting a on a friday afternoon during deer hunting season man you're gonna buy a lemon but yeah just so people people are are um they self-medicate their own pain and yep. if you're overeating, over drinking, over exercising, over deer hunting, over, you know, whatever it is, there's a reason like something in your soul is unsatisfied. I think it was uh, Spurgeon said the man that knocks on the door of the whorehouse is looking for God. Yeah. He's I just I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. Right. Is, is, is he in here? Is it in here? He's looking for something to fulfill him. And, you know, that's that's fulfilling yeah. for 10 minutes and then quote. it's not fulfilling you know, right. anymore. It's, it's actually just the opposite. It's empty, right. you know. Yeah. So helping people discover who they are developing them, preparing them, giving them courage and environment to experiment with that, letting them succeed, clapping for them when they do succeed, and then turning them loose to go be is yeah. know, one of the greatest joys of of my life, yeah. you know. So awesome. watching you watching you boys, you know, yeah. grow into men and say, this is what I want to do and be. And and watching that change is what I want to do and be. Wait a minute, I might want to do this now. I'm, wait a minute, I might want to do that sure. now. I really, I mean, I, I love you guys. I'm proud of you no matter what. But mm-hmm. that thought that, Right now, today, you're doing what you love to do, that you made sacrifices to do it. You're doing it very well. You have the support of your families. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's that's huge. I'm, I'm not worried. If I die tomorrow, I'm not worried about the men you become from here. Right. You, you've become the men that you are, and you know how to find your path from here. So yeah. 10 years from now, 10 minutes from now, you go, hey, I really want to move to Idaho. Right. Like, I trust you. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I trust that that's what's best for you. You know how to make that big yep. decision. Yeah. And I'll call Pastor Adam and kill him, and then uh, you'll have to come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, we only have a, like a minute left. Yeah. Uh, just give a little preview about this. I think we've talked quite yeah, a this bit one's, about it. This one's different. So passion, uh, what thrills you, is going to be yeah. followed up now by pain, what kills you. One yeah. of the biggest mistakes we've made in the West as a culture is to do everything we can to get rid of all pain. Yeah. If you're sad, we have a pill for that. If right. something aches, we have a pill for that. If, if something is on the, the TV set that hurts your feelings, change the channel. Right. You know what I mean? We, we're not here. We're not created to change the channel. We're here to, to change the world. Yeah. And pain often is that really powerful motivator that engages Definitely. our superpowers, engages 
our, our relationship and our faith with God. And so we're really going to explore that. Like, you know, everybody wrote down, what I'm passionate about, we started there for a purpose. <laughs> you know, proficiency, it kind of wraps it up. But that right. pain, man, I really think this is where it's at. And what's funny is I've never heard anybody ever teach on it. Yeah. I, I In this house, we're the only people I'm aware of that even talk about it. It's always, what's your purpose? Well, what's your passion? What's your proficiency? Yeah. I hear that all the time. Right. But at pain, like nobody wants to touch the subject. And I'm telling you, Moses is Moses because of pain. Yeah. Jesus was Jesus because of pain. Right. Hey, here, here's one just to- Mother l- Teresa. Let's give everybody a homework assignment from this podcast. Yeah. Sunday morning, I'm asked this question. What is it that made the good Samaritan good? Don't don't say the answer. You probably know. Yeah. But, but if, as you read the parable, the good Samaritan, he, he doesn't have the pedigree of the Levite. He doesn't have the education of the priest. He doesn't have, you know what I mean? He's He's an outcast. Yeah. But what made him good is something that the other two didn't have mm-hmm. in their birthright or their education. Right. And that's what we'll be talking about Sundays. What is it the Good Samaritan had that actually made him be the good guy in the story? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great week. There's some exciting things that are going to be happening on Sunday morning. Yeah. If you come to one service, it might be a lot more exciting than the other service. I'll yep. just leave it at that. So um, we have a surprise for Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Uh, we'd love to see you there 9 and 1130 on Sunday. If you can't make it Sunday morning, that's why we've created the Thursday night service. It starts yeah. at 630. We'd love to see you there. And if you're just out of town, you're sick, you just had a baby, something like that, then we obviously have live stream at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning too. So Lots of different avenues to come to church. We'd love to see you 9 and 1130 in Fenton, Michigan, Freedom Center Church. Until then, have a great week, and we will talk to you again next week.